This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We have been looking for Republicans that are not rhinos. Republicans that uh, will actually say what they mean and mean what they say. Uh, And that might be that, you know, you're soft on different things. That's great. Just let us know so we can make our choice about you as a candidate. I'm looking for somebody that really understands the situation where America is uh, really truly headed if we don't have strong people in uh, in the Congress and the Senate this next term. I mean, people that will actually stand for the Constitution. Well, there's a former Green Beret that is running in, of all places, Washington State against a, uh, a rhino Republican. His name is Joe Kent. I'll introduce you to him in 60 seconds. While the media and political class is obsessed with supporting anything and everything that is outside of America, it is important that we focus on our country, our families, and American businesses that are doing the right thing, believe in the same thing that we all believe in, you know, thing like the Bill of Rights. Those businesses need our support. We need a a dual economy, quite honestly. Uh, We need people that we can trust and support them as they support us. And these companies also have to be providing at least the service that you could get elsewhere. That's where Patriot Mobile comes in. Patriot Mobile believes in what we believe and they stand for it. I mean, they, they believe in Washington's words, deeds not words deeds they are out all the time fighting and using their own money to fight for the first amendment and the second amendment and all of the amendments and life itself patriot mobile also is on the same cell towers as everybody else so you get the same great service and you get it at a lower cost sometimes customers are saving as much as half off of their monthly phone bill so switch now to patriotmobile.com slash back patriotmobile.com slash back or call 972 patriot 
Welcome to the studio, Joe Kent. How Thank are you. you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. So you are running in the third district of Washington, which is right across the river from Portland. Yep, that's it. Wow. And it, it is Republican. It is. We are a solidly Republican district, believe it or not. So Vancouver is essentially a suburb of Portland, shared economies. A lot of folks commute into into Portland, Oregon. However, our politics have remained very red. We're R plus 11. You get out of the city wow. and we're in the heart of timber country. We're one of two congressional districts that actually touches the Pacific Ocean that are red. Wow. Uh, that is that's remarkable. I mean, I, I grew up in the Seattle area and uh, there ain't anything left that seems <laughs> conservative. And you are not uh you're not a rhino republican tell me what you stand for tell me why you're running because that's i mean might as well strap a suicide vest on that's craziness yeah so i never intended on going into politics serving the military for a little over 20 years the green beret uh deployed 11 times to combat for this country uh served for about a year after i got out of special forces in the cia as a paramilitary operations officer Intended on just staying uh, overseas, fighting our nation's wars. I thought that was my life calling. Uh, my late wife was also in the military. She was killed fighting ISIS in Syria about a Jeez. month after Trump tried to get our troops out the first time. So I stepped aside from uh, government service at that point, intended on just coming back to the Pacific Northwest, raising my kids where I grew up, trying to focus on that. Had a brief chance to meet President Trump, and I told him that, hey, you're, you're getting the foreign policy right in a way that none of the experts yep. have. You, yep. You're nailing it, but you're getting thwarted at the mid to senior levels in a way that I had never seen before. I came in under, under Clinton, served through Bush and Obama. The transitions of powers that we, we see, they're, they're normally very routine. The government mm -hmm. services are supposed to serve the commander in chief and the Constitution. Right. When Trump came in, there was a culture that tr uh, changed overnight. And mid to senior level leaders had no problems you know, saying bad things about the president and really even going against his orders. And so my wife was killed a month after Trump gave the order to get our troops out. And that's when Jim Mattis, Brett McGurk, a bunch of other unelected bureaucrats drugged their feet to leave our troops there. And so I wanted to tell him, you know, what I'd seen on the ground level. I thought nothing else would come from it, but I developed a relationship with the, the Trump administration, worked heavily on the Trump 2020 campaign at the same time was moving back to the Pacific Northwest where I grew up. I actually grew up in Portland. Mm -hmm. And then I watched that whole area just get, you know, the, the uh, draconian COVID lockdowns that took away our First Amendment rights, took away our ability to send our kids to schools. And then the riots kicked off, and I watched Antifa and BLM, you know, weaponize this violence for their political ends. How does anyone there live there and, and not say, okay, enough is yeah. enough? How, how does that happen? What, what is the thinking? Combination of fear and I think just good and good good intentions paving the road to hell. Truly, I mean, I think there's a lot of decent people there that lean left, and it's become their entire identity. And then when they see what they're told on the media is righteous and just causes like BLM or Antifa fighting against the fascism, when they mm. see that, they will not. They will look past all of the violence that's absolutely destroying their cities. And how many people? I think after years of this, they're they're finally leaving. They're moving out. A lot of the businesses leaving. Although some people still haven't come to that political reckoning. I, I decided to get out of there and move over to the third district to get my kids away from that because that's not where I wanted to raise them. When I, when I saw that your average citizen there was either too scared to speak out against it because they didn't want to get they didn't want to be labeled as a racist or pro-fascist wow. um, or they were just you know paralyzed by fear they didn't want to they didn't want to say anything because i think americans were lucky we're sheltered we don't understand what violence on our streets looks like and that has a power it really does and it, it's a tragic thing but the way that antifa weaponized that violence to create this environment of fear just seeing that i, I knew i had to get my kids over to a, a more conservative district so you were talking about uh, president trump and and making the right calls um uh, on the you know on the ground and and uh, and foreign policy, I just saw a 
uh, just saw a story about Saudi Arabia. Listen to this. Saudi Arabia in active talks with Beijing to price some of its oil sales uh, to China in yuan. People familiar with the matter said the talks in China and over one priced oil contracts have been off and on for six years, but have accelerated this year as the Saudis are growing increasingly unhappy with uh, the United States. The Saudis are angry over the U.S.'s lack of support for their intervention in the Yemen civil war. That was 2014, 2015. Then the Biden administration's attempt to strike a deal with Iran over the nuclear program. That's going on now. And Saudi officials say they were shocked by the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan last year. We we are undoing every every bit of good that Donald Trump did around the world yes. um, because the left and the media refuse to recognize it as a good thing. Um and we are now pushing China, Russia, Iran, Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. everybody to the other side. We we are becoming a, a, a world a world that's going to be at war with the China influence, and I don't even know the Western influence. I don't even know if it'll be American influence. Right. We essentially handed our entire economy to China, who has been very open about the fact that they're in an economic war with us. We shipped our manufacturing base over there. And then we've had this reckless policy of printing more money, the quantitative easing, whatever you want to call it, and then us not having an actual manufacturing base. And this is where I think President Trump, when he came on the scene, he was an assault to the corporate ruling class. Mm -hmm. He said he wanted to bring our jobs back, seal off our borders, get us out of these needless foreign wars, and focus on putting America first. And that's really why I think you saw a much stronger and more realistic foreign policy that didn't involve us bleeding out in the the far reaches of the world during the Trump administration. But Biden and these globalists, they are very much part of this system. That want to, using air quotes, expand democracy. They want to expand our our influence that way. The Bush the Bushites wanted to do it through a barrel of a gun, but these guys want to do it through non governmental organizations, through the State Department, and really not focus on our economy. They benefit from the Chinese having this much power, and the Chinese have done a great job of buying off our elites, buying into major hedge funds, and this is just this acceleration that we're seeing to take away the sovereignty of. America and really of every sovereign nation state that's willing to stand up and the way we're pushing the Russians I think is extremely reckless Why do you say that? Because the Russians we do not want the Russians as bad as Putin is We don't want them close with China because if they start developing this alternative system that back that that relies on the yuan and they are we kick them off swift We have all these draconian sanctions against them and then we say that we don't even want to negotiate We're going to continue to arm your enemies that are right on your border this this NATO expansion that everybody who had anything to do with containment prior to the Biden administration, even going back to George Cannon and the end of the Cold War, they said, this is a disaster. Don't threaten Russia like this. This is what will happen. You know, it's really frightening um, to look at what we've done to Russia just in the banking system. Yeah. Um, they have the money because we haven't really cut off their oil supply. Um, they have the money mm-hmm. to meet their bills. We've we have uh, banks that are holding all of their dollars and their treasuries. Mm -hmm. And we're saying, oh, we won't accept your payment in rubles. Well, wait a minute. We have the money. Just let us exchange it so we don't default on that. Yeah, we're talking about now putting them in default just because we won't change their money from rubles. That means that. Their money in any kind of central bank, any kind of bond outside of 
a country they trust or their own is worthless. And we're not just teaching it to them. We're teaching it to the whole world. We are. And, we're, and the Chinese are right their way. And this is what China does. They offer a decent financial transaction, a financial deal. They say, hey, we'll back up your currency. You can do business with us. And then now we're just seeing this massive consolidation of Saudi Arabia with Iran. They're making inroads with India as well. They're trying yeah, to consolidate the Eurasia landmass. And that's absolutely catastrophic. And then it's going to be all at the behest of the Chinese Communist Party, who not only is in an economic war with us, but we rely on them to buy off our debt bonds and for our manufacturing base. So I, I fear that we're approaching essentially because we, we've taken our eye off the ball with putting our country first, our economy first. We're on these foreign interventions. I think we're heading for a financial Pearl Harbor when China says, actually, the yuan is the new prime reserve currency holder. Oh, yeah. And we're not buying your debt bonds anymore. Right. Then we're Argentina. Yeah. Um let me ask you about the Great Reset. What do you know about it? What are your thoughts on ESG and what should be done? I think we have to get very aggressive. Uh, I, I think the whole ESG system, I think the amount of control that Wall Street and the global elites have um, over our economy and just as dependent as we are on these other countries, especially China, we, we have to stop that. We have to get on a wartime footing to bring back our manufacturing. I think we're going to have to go after a ton of our elite that are at the top of the food chain of Wall Street. And this is not common Republican talk. This is a, a nationalist policy that's going to make the great endeavor of our generation to become independent uh, manufacturing back home, our uh, energy back home, not bleeding out on foreign battlefields, but then really making sure that we can stand alone uh, without the reliance of China, without yeah, the that won't elites. happen with an ESG score and, a, no. and the banks that we have And these banks. We have bailed them out and bailed them out. We're still bailing. We, we don't know which one. Right. But one bank is in a in a close to failing position. They won't tell us which one. One hundred and fifty billion dollars last week in a bailout. Uh, and we don't know who it is, but it's one of our banks. We continue to do this and they are taking that money and using it against true American interests. Yeah, they're taking our pension fund money and they're using it to bail out the China. Correct. They're, they're housing bubble, their issues, when they're not taking it and buying up housing to drive the housing market up to price Americans out of being able to Where do you home. stand on, on, you know, climate change and, you know, our use of oil and all of that? I think we need to use our what we have what we're blessed with in America to make ourselves independent. If that's fossil fuels, if that's fracking, then then so be it. If we want to also explore green energy and all those types of solutions, that's fine. Let's do that, but let's not, you know, chop off our nose despite our face. Let's not say that we have to go automatically to this green electric car based uh, system right. right now while we could be using fossil fuels. Plus, I mean, the, the vast majority of the materials that go to, you know, the battery powered cars and all that, we don't harvest them here in America. Once again, we're relying on the Chinese Communist Party. That Build Back Better plan that was almost passed because Republicans caved. Joe Manchin and Christian Sinema are the ones that saved us. Yeah, I know. But that thing on its first pass was like, I think, 300 to $350 billion just for the electric vehicle charging stations and all that materials coming from China. We're, uh, we're talking to uh, Joe Kent. He's running for Congress, JoeKentForCongress.com. Uh, he is a uh, Republican out of Washington State. Um, I talked to President Trump about, you know, when he first said the deep state stuff, it made me uncomfortable because it right. sounds conspiratorial. What he means is just the bureaucracy yes. that doesn't care who's president. They're doing what they're going to do. Um, and he's right on that. 100%. I didn't realize how deep that went. But I told the I told the president, if you run and if you win, 
you're going to have to almost shut down all of those agencies. You have to just clean house. Everybody, you're yeah. all out. Yep. Um, and he said, I can't do it with a mealy mouthed Republican Party. That's right. Uh, how do you view the deep state and this bureaucracy that's everywhere? Bringing the administrative state, the deep state, the permanent ruling class to heal, I think has to be one of our number one priorities, especially we can start that when we take back the House next year using the power of oversight. We can yeah. really go after the intelligence community. We can go after the Justice Department, January 6th, sending the counterterrorism task force to school boards to target parents. That's a great place to start. Yeah. So is all the abuses of FISA that took place in the last administration going after the NSA and the CIA. These are very powerful institutions that should be protecting American citizens and protecting U.S. interests, Do you not think being that- targeted. Do you think there's enough Republicans that will do that? I think if there's not, we have to start shaming them. I mean, we have the the power of oversight is powerful. I mean, Congress and the Senate could be getting to the bottom of a lot of this. Um, And that's something that's a good use of our time when we have a a Democrat president. We can't pass legislation, right? He's not going to sign any of it. So we can kill off his agenda. I think we should do that. I think we should impeach him as well. But we can also be using oversight to get to the bottom of all these issues, especially the deep state, the administrative state. That's absolutely essential. And then when we get President Trump back in office, I think he's going to run. I think he's going to win. We have to be ready with an army of presidential appointees that we've vetted, that we know are ideologically aligned with us to go in there. And then we have to pass real legislation that allows the president to fire Uh, members of the federal government that aren't working at his behest. And then also, if any policy is going to be made, we have to have actual uh, presidential appointees in there, part of that decision-making process to ensure the the will of the American people is being served in the executive branch. I don't want to do anything to to, uh, strengthen the executive branch even more without Congress. Uh, But uh, we got to get Congress, we got to get Congress back into the game. Mm -hmm. They just ceded all their power. Yeah. Uh, Congress needs to be making the laws, not absolutely not these agencies. Um, one quick question. Uh, we got about a minute. Um, how's your soul? <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's been tested a lot in my life, but it's strong. I got a strong family, strong faith. So I, I feel like this is a, a critical fight for our country. I have two young sons. They and lost you know what you're walking into. I mean, because yeah, I, I talk to people who like you. They think they know what they're walking into, and then they get there, and they call me six months later and go, oh, my God, it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah. I just had somebody call me who I really respect who said, the spirit of God, the spirit of decency is gone. It's like, it's a, it's, it's an evil kind of feeling in Washington, D.C. right now. There's no, yeah. no spirit. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's tragically right i mean i'm ready for the fight because i think okay. if we don't uh, if we don't take it back then we're then we're gone and then, we're we, then we lose the world yeah thank you so much you. his name is uh joe kent uh it's joe kent for congress yep that's right uh, joe kent com. for congress.com okay thank you very much joe let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour it's american financing american financing nmls 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org have you given much uh much thought onto what you're going to do if the interest rates go up higher they're going to go up higher probably tomorrow, but by about probably a quarter point. It's not going to affect you this time. But if they continue to raise them, and we should know tomorrow what their plan is, uh, you're going to you're going to first really feel it, I think, in the credit cards um, and that in your mortgage. If your mortgage isn't uh, locked in, you're going to start feeling that creep of the interest rates. And when it comes to credit cards and your mortgage, it could cripple you. 
please call American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Call them. See if they can't give you a refi or if there's uh, something you could do like a consolidation loan to get these monkeys of interest off your back as much as possible. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440. 10 seconds. Station ID. This is the Glenn Beck program. <clears throat> as we're uh, as we're looking at uh, crazy things that are going on around the um, world, and we're we're talking to uh, Joe about uh, the Washington area, could we do we have time to play the Chicago resident? Go ahead. Here's cut one. We got a war right here. We ain't got to go over to where they having a war at. We having a war right here. Living in constant fear. And every day we getting shot. I get so sad of these sirens. Seems to be a daily reminder for Barbara Thompson as part of her South Side community is once again wrapped in police tape. It is so bad. And these polices, they working overtime. They so scared. I know they are because I, I fear for them myself. This time, a mass shooting shortly after 3.30 Sunday afternoon, just outside this Little Caesars near 79th and Exchange. Tell me, tell me who is preaching uh, the real uh, solution for these cities. Is it the left? Is it the administration? Listen to what she just said. Yeah, sad, uh, and she obviously feels unsafe. But at least she was wearing a mask. Yeah, uh, so yeah, so she everybody should, in, everything should be okay. El- everybody in television land is okay. It's okay. The Glenn Beck program. So Stu got a new dog. Yes. Did you Did you actually get him yet? Yes. She uh, She showed up yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I may be getting a new dog. Tanya has to decide this week. Well, these things are contagious. Yes. As we know. So we have one. Now you're going to get one. We're going to get one. Mm -hmm. Except yours is small. Yes. And mine is another hundred pound German (laughs) shepherd. I mean, it's just not good. It's just not good. It's not wise. Will it rip the throat out of anyone who walks in your house? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. This one especially. Yeah. We're having them extra tuned. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, uh, we both feed our dogs uh, whatever he feeds his dog, whatever I feed. But we both put rough greens on top. It's a supplement, not a dog food. Has all the vitamins and minerals, everything that your dog might need, uh, including probiotics. That's really important. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash back. They're going to give you the first bag for free just to make sure your dog likes it. All you pay for is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash back, 833-GLEN-33, 833-GLEN-33, roughgreens.com slash back. The Great Reset, the latest book from Glenn Beck, is available now. You can get the first chapter for free at glensnewbook.com. Do you remember during the uh, State of the Union address when President Biden said, while you're at it, confirm my nominees to the Federal Reserve. 
That's not looking real promising. Uh, Thank goodness. Uh, And thank you, Senator Joe Manchin. He has made a formal statement saying he will not support the nomination of Sarah Bloom Raskin to the position of vice chair for supervision of the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve. She's the one that would actually be working directly with the banks on uh, their regulations, et cetera, et cetera. Um, She has said in the past, all U.S. regulators can and should be looking at their existing powers and considering how they might be brought to bear on efforts to mitigate climate risk. Uh, we uh, the uh, regulators need to be encouraged to think more imaginatively about how they can engage with a local transition effort and how how regulatory changes relating to disclosure, access to credit and pricing of risk support a rapid and just green transition. Notice that this is this tells you everything you need to know. If you know the Great Reset, how regulatory changes relating to disclosure access to credit and pricing of risk that is esg the great reset financial regulators must reimagine their own role so they can play their part in the broader reimagining of the economy can we stop with reimagining everything stop it stop it now if romney doesn't fold which is pray there's not a stiff wind uh, it looks like she will not be confirmed that the Senate, um, the senators in the banking committee uh, are blocking it by not showing up now. They need a quorum uh, to be able to vote and all the Republicans are against. Uh, so <laughs> Sherrod Brown is just looking to just release him anyway. Got to bring him to the floor. Uh, so we'll see. Does that mean they have republicans in their pocket a couple of republicans they think are gonna i think so bring them across i mean why would you do here? that yeah why would you do that um west virginia let me give you some really good news west virginia has sent the down syndrome abortion ban to the governor's desk uh the legislature on saturday sent the bill banning abortions of babies uh over a down syndrome diagnosis to the governor's desk it passed uh, 81 to 17 on Saturday, and the governor is going to sign it. That is great, great news. Um, also, in Ohio, Governor Mark uh, De- uh, Mike DeWine, a Republican, has signed a bill making it legal for state residents to carry a gun without first obtaining a state permit. That is the 23rd state in the nation to enact constitutional carry. And I, I love this. I love, I love the fact that now this is called constitutional carry. (laughs) If this is constitutional carry, then why did we have to go get a permit? I got news for you. They enacted it in 50 states a long time ago. (laughs) A long time ago. (laughs) Just the other ones are ignoring what was already enacted. So Idaho is the first uh, state now, more good news, to pass abortion ban based on the Texas law. We will see now that has to... Uh, that has to stand. They cleared it another hurdle the other day, uh, but I, it's still uh, dicey. Yeah, we'll see. It's that, still dicey. The Mississippi one is the one I think yeah, is more exciting. That's coming in the Supreme Court here. Uh, no word yet on uh, Idaho on whether they're going to have their uh, business committee pass out of committee today. They're supposed to meet today. 
to pass the ESG bill. And it's there's two bills. This is the easy one. This is the one that says, you know, we're not going to take state money and pension funds to give it to places like BlackRock that are working against the freedom of uh, the state. You know, just they're working against people being able to say, hey, I kind of like fossil fuels or I got a whole forest here. I think we can remain green and yet still cut down a lot of trees. Uh, No, we're not going to put our money and fund those things like BlackRock that are working against us. That's controversial. That's controversial. Uh, In Idaho? In Idaho. Mm. Uh, So we'll see if it passes today. If you haven't already, call your Idaho um, uh, representative and say, hey, look, it doesn't matter if I agree or disagree with you. I just want to know where everyone stands because you all say you're for it. But then when it gets into the committee, it strangely just kind of goes dark and nobody hears from it ever again. So I just would like an up or down vote so people know who they're voting for. So are you seeing a lot of other states going down this road? Or, or oh, people, tons. Yeah. Yeah. There's 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 over 20. I can't remember. There's over 20. Uh, South Carolina is about to uh, launch into theirs. It's it's going quite well. Are you seeing a wide separation as to the uh, quality of these bills? Because yes. we saw that with the CRT stuff where some of them, I think, were written poorly and yeah. overreaching and weird and could go with, you know, could create negative consequences. Others yeah. were, were done really well. This one is the one in Idaho, I think, would have would be if it passes would be the the strongest with the least amount of effect on businesses because they look at it the people who are in idaho that are drafting this legislation they're they're very strong republicans and uh and free market people and they are saying it's like the murder law (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't affect your life Stu. Unless you murder someone, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. so it uh, if the bank is just like, nope, you know, your credit score is fine and they don't say, yeah, I know. But I've been seeing on your social media that you've been down talking to the school board and being part of that activity on the school board and you become a reputational risk for the bank. I don't know if we can do business with you. Then. You're in trouble. And- the bank is in trouble. That's like murder. Unless they do that, (laughs) it doesn't kick in. That's fine. Uh, So if uh, the way this would work, too, if I'm if I'm understanding this right, I know you did happen to write a book on this particular topic. But like it's not like the guy at the bank is going through your social media trying to determine whether you're uh, whether you are a good person uh, or going to get them in trouble with ESG scores or not. Somebody will. But but it, it happens at a different level, and then the score is what the bank the te- the person Correct. giving the le- the, the loan says. So they're not sitting there. The person you deal with might not even be judging you for what uh, individually, which you're makes doing. this worse. It makes it worse because they're, who are you? Who like, are you defending yourself against? Right. Like there, the score comes down, and yeah. it's like, well, I'm sorry. It's basically like one of those things that happens. And I'm like, sorry, it's po- it's our policy, and then you can't do anything about it. Well, the policy, this, if we, I can't loan to someone above this uh, below or uh, below this score, 
and it winds up being something that they don't they can't even control on the local level there is a a group out there i don't know if you would call them a company that is trying to sell the scores to banks and insurance companies and everything else and they're doing all of it i don't even know who they are but they're going through you know everybody's social media and even the the companies that are not affected by this yet your company with this group may already have an ESG score and everyone will have one you know they're they're asking you to provide the information so we can get an accurate ESG score uh-huh mm-hmm. um but if you won't do it then we'll just come up with our own ESG score for you Oh, that's great. So I have to participate in my own beheading. Or they'll behead you. Yeah. But you can do it more quickly. Yeah, you can, that's uh, great. That's yeah, great. Or you could just listen, right? And you know, that's the, that's the real threat here. Right? Yeah. The, the threat is, it's almost like how college speech codes don't necessarily have lots of people getting kicked out of school because of speech. We hear about them here and there. It's much more about the 40% of people who want to say something and just don't. Yeah. They just, they, they self-censor because they don't want the trouble. Right. And then that eliminates the speech without having to punish anybody. Correct. It's like what they're this doing with Joe Rogan. End, this is an end run around yeah. the Constitution. Yeah. Period. That's R- all it is. Rogan is a great example of this because everyone's talking about, well, will Rogan get kicked off of Spotify? And he still may. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see it happen at some point if he says the wrong thing one day. ESG will kick him off. It, it may very well happen. It will. Um, but... More importantly is that Spotify is not going to hire anyone else with anything close to his opinion now. I, I know I know I keep coming back to this, but the best example of this is right now McDonald's in Russia. Mm-hmm. McDonald's didn't want to close because why? I mean, Russians still deserve to eat. Yeah. Half of the people don't even agree with the war. They're but, not allowed to have Big Macs. But beyond that, beyond that, they had assets. They had spent billions yeah. of dollars in Russia to build the franchise, to get it going. And uh, they didn't want to leave everything behind. Right. So when Russia, uh, when ESG starts leaning on and you know somebody's being leaned on when they say the reputational risk we felt was too great that is in response to the esg score that's what mcdonald's said when they finally closed down all of their restaurants in russia we felt that the reputational risk was too big now think how big that must be because they've just lost all of their property yeah now everything their trademark everything has been destroyed now in russia putin just claimed it as his and mcdonald's we don't need you anymore we know how to make your burgers we know we don't care about your trademarks yeah and you think vlad is going to be like hey no hard feelings after the war right and allow them back in how much did that cost them oh my gosh and to think that my reputational risk will cost me more than walking away from everything I've built since the wall came down. That's significant. And people have to understand if they can do that to McDonald's, if they can if they can do what they're doing to Vladimir Putin, this is not some new idea uh, that they came up because of the uh, because of Ukraine. 
This is the system they've been building for the Great Reset, and it's just being launched. And the crowds are cheering. Oh, look how great this is. If they can make McDonald's, all these other companies, uh, Goldman Sachs pull out of Russia, if they can do this to a guy with a country full of nukes, a madman, they're not going to think twice about you as a farmer. They're not going to think twice about you as a local store owner. We figured out what people think of local store owners because of COVID. And how this affects you, you will comply. What was the whole thing about the masks? And I mean, we have a 90% vaccination rate. That's, that's or 80, was it 80% or 90%? For, uh, for the United States, for, you know. Elderly it, or? Just give me the general number. Uh, okay. It's very high. Yeah, yes. Uh, the uh, for adults, let me see, pulling up here. Uh, 18 plus is 87.9%, okay. at least one. Dose. Almost 90%. Mm-hmm. The, the 90, I think, you know, uh, polio has like a 97%. That's only 10 points higher or lower than polio vaccines. Okay. And why would they not stop? Because you will comply. Mm. If they can cut off your money, cut off your business because you become too great of a reputational risk because you're an anti-vaxxer, even though you're not. You don't think they're going to do that to you? This is all about control. By the way, if you don't know what I'm talking about, get the book. It is out in paper. Uh, so you can get the hardbound book now at any bookstore. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, it is available now. It is The Great Reset by uh, myself and Justin Haskins. The Great Reset in bookstores right now. All right. Let me talk to you a little bit about Goldline. Did you see the news? I just uh, gave it here just a few minutes ago that Saudi Arabia is now looking at selling oil to China. 25% of all the oil that China uses comes from Saudi Arabia. China, to buy oil from Saudi Arabia, has to buy our dollars to be able to buy oil. Well, they just got into a new deal. They're negotiating right now. Because they're mad, Saudi Arabia is mad at the United States. Thanks, Joe Biden. Uh, and they are now talking about stopping selling their oil to China, and it will be to others as well. If it starts with China, they can they, they can pay for it in anything. It doesn't have to be U.S. dollars. That's a real problem because that destroys the dollar, drives inflation through the roof, and destroys the dollar. This is the beginning. So may I highly suggest you call Goldline. Have something of value. I'm not telling you uh, to put everything you have in gold. I'm telling you everybody should spread the risk. 10% of your portfolio might be in gold or silver. It's about what I have. 10%. 
Right now, every graded gold Indian purchased at Goldline, you'll receive one of the unique silver Mind Your Business bars at no cost. So call Goldline to find out how to buy the type of gold that I buy. Ask them why I buy it. Uh, also, if you're already a client of Gold uh, Goldline, they have an additional bonus for you. All you have to do is call them at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. The Glenn Back Program. Hey, without any details, uh, could you just pray for our team and uh, and for all the people in Ukraine? Uh, we would greatly appreciate some uh, prayer coverage, if you will, uh, for all of the people in Ukraine. We will see you tomorrow back here on radio. God bless. <laughs>